listen, so tonight what we're here to do is we're here to talk about fatherhood um, with a group of dads from Parenting NI. Uh, and I suppose it's important probably just to point out that the, the, the dads that are joining us tonight, and we have... We, we have actually six, three, four, five, we've got six dads um, that have all made it here tonight. And I'll introduce you to them shortly, but the dads um, are all part of the Dads Project at Parent Again I. Um, and the Dads Project supports separated dads. That's what the Dads Project does. But it, and it supports separated dads by promoting their engagement and their involvement in the lives of their children their families and their community. So tonight we have six dads from the project that are here. And I suppose, just to get straight into it, can I maybe just ask everybody to, one at a time, just very quickly, introduce yourself, your name and the ages of your kids. Start with Morris. Hi, my name's Morris. I'm a father of one, a six-year-old. Thank you, Morris. Kevin. Good evening, uh, Kevin, uh, father of two boys, uh, five and two. Thank you, Kevin. And Alan? Hi, I'm Alan. I have a daughter, nine years of age, just about to turn 10. So, me. Thank you, Alan. Dominic? Hi, uh, I'm Dom. I'm father of one, and he's aged five. Thank you, Dominic. And Oliver? Hello, I'm Oliver. I'm a father of two boys, eight and ten, and a stepdaughter of 17. Great, great. And Stephen? Hello, uh, my name's Stephen, and I have a daughter of 10 and a daughter of six. Thank you, Stephen. And I suppose for the listener's benefit, my name is Cahar, and I am also a dad, and I, I'm also a stepdad, and I'm also a granddad. So I qualify to be here with everybody tonight, so I do. And I hope everybody agrees with that. Um, I suppose whenever we're talking about um, being a father, being a dad, um, I think that just so that everybody understands exactly what we're talking about, that term's being used very loosely, so it is. Because whenever we talk about being a dad or a father, what, we're, what we mean is we're talking about being a granddad, we're talking about being a stepdad, an uncle, even a big brother who's a role model for children or for younger brothers or sisters. Um, we're also talking about non-resident dads. We're talking about maybe uh, single dads, very young dads. Um, and I, as I said earlier, granddads as well. And also dads who are maybe in a gay relationship. So whenever we're talking about being a dad, everybody that's listening, think about all of those different roles because I think that that's really, really important. So I suppose the first thing that I'd, I'd like to ask, and maybe if I start, Morris, with yourself, becoming a dad, what was your first memory? Been told I was going to be a dad, I guess. So actually, you know, before my, my son was even born, but um, the sort of the preparation over the following months, and um, then finally when the day arrived, holding him in my arms, um, just things I'll never forget, you know. Lovely, lovely. And I suppose, yeah, you're right. I mean, those are memories. Those are things that, that stay there with you. So they are. Kevin, what about yourself? Your first memory being a dad? 
Um, massive amount of emotions, you know. Uh, you feel pride, happy, worry, excitement. Um, for me, it was around the time of the first big scan. Um, it didn't feel real until I saw that first image, and then that's when it started to really hit home. Okay, and when, whenever you say it hit home, Kevin, what do you mean yeah. it hit home? Well, what followed? What what followed that? Uh, well, before that, we, me and Mum, we had planned our pregnancy and it was through IVF, so we knew it was happening. It wasn't a surprise, but um, it became real when we saw the ultrasound, and there was actually a little person on the way. And naturally, we think about you know this is great. Uh, there's also the dad mode, so to speak, want to protect, have I got things ready? And um, yeah, it just opened up a series of emotions where it was like, this is going to be great, but I need to be ready. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you do. You do. And I think what I call whenever a wee baby is about to come along, I mean, it is, it's all about the nesting as well, isn't it? It's about the preparation. Yeah. It's about getting everything together. Um, and I suppose, is it about thinking, is my life going to change as well with a little one coming along? So I suppose there's lots of different thoughts and emotions that are attached to that. So there are. Um, Alan, what about you? What was your first memory? Well, it was actually the date of that my daughter was born. You hold her in my arms. Uh, I remember traveling in frosty morning, April 20th, and getting in and seeing my daughter for the first time. And to be honest with you, it was emotional. So that would be my first memory. And it is, I actually have a photograph of her only a, a week old where she's held in my arms. So, you know, to me, that's, you know, it was quite emotional. I don't cry that much, but on that day, I, I did. <laughs> Uh, and I suppose, I mean, that's what I mean. That's one of those times whenever it's very easy to lose yourself and be emotional. Alan. So yeah. it is, you know, and I'm sure others here, other dads here as well, would agree with that. Um, whenever you you see that little baby, um, all of a sudden, and you realise that it's yours. I mean, it, it's emotions, um, and it's just about letting them emotions spill out, um, because all of a sudden, there it is, a new life. And it belongs to you, and you're going to be there for that little one. Um, lovely, that's a lovely memory. So it is, Alan. Stephen, tell me, what was your first? What was your first memory? My uh, first memory was through the same as what Morrison Cavan did. Uh, Caitlin was born at two minutes past twelve on the fourth of July, and I remember watching the clock to let it go into the fourth of July. And it goes Independence Day. And uh, I went then, they cut uh, Caitlin's navel cord and they set her onto the uh, the bench and the light was on. And I remember my first memory was putting my hand over over the light, the wee lamp, so it didn't blind her. That was my first memory. Wow. Wow. Lovely. Um, Dominic, your first memory. Um, it's probably similar to Kevin's, but the difference there would be um, our pregnancy wasn't planned. So um, his mum came home and she was really in tears and she was in a lot of shock. And uh, she told me that she was pregnant. And my first instinct was to hug her. 
And I couldn't tell, it was the first time in my life that the smile came across my face without me trying. It just came this big, broad smile. And I tried to kind of hide the smile from her because she was kind of still in shock. But I couldn't, I couldn't hide from it. I was just so incredibly happy. Okay. Um, I mean, it's lovely just sitting, asking the question and listening to every single one of these. Um, answer that question because, you all, I mean, you all knew exactly, very vividly, what it felt like and what that moment was, you know. And, and I think that that's, I mean, that, that speaks volumes, so it does. Finally, Oliver, tell me about your first your first memory. What was it? My first memory was the overwhelming responsibility you now have in your hands. Okay, okay. It's, it is shocking, and that's, but the emotions that you have with because it was a C-section that we went through, the first one, and the way we planned it straight to me. So I had a feed the wing, dress it, covered with nappies and everything else. It was just all of a sudden just thrown, thrust upon me. Well, you know, Oliver, I mean, that's great because that leads me to my next thought. And I suppose the thought that I, that, that I, I want to sort of share with you and ask you is, so the baby was there. Was it harder or easier then afterwards than you thought? Kevin. I think there was an element where it was such a shock. It wasn't hard or easy at all. It just was. Um, you sort of prepare yourself for whatever you can, but you know you can't prepare for everything. And I think the initial weeks are very different to the later when you're so happy on that, but you don't get sleep. Uh, you're finding out what you can can't do, and mom and dad are trying to do what they can. Um. I wouldn't say easier or harder, it just was, and then maybe it became more routine founding. Okay. Um, what about others? Um, for, for anybody else, would you agree with Kevin and what he was saying, or was it different for yourselves? Dominic? Um, I mean, it was certainly different for me, Cathart, um, just based on the circumstances. Um, I, I got to meet my son, um, when he was six months old so all of the kind of early stages you know the birth and all that I wasn't a part of so that made it very very difficult um it wasn't really until maybe six months that I really felt like a dad visit I got to have him in my arms um and obviously you know I, that's one thing learning that you're going to become a dad that you expect to have those things you know um being at birth doing the nappies, um, all that kind of early days stuff. So I kind of, you know, looking back now, you know, I certainly miss all those responsibilities that I really would have liked to to take. But, it, you know, it comes with other responsibilities, which you have to kind of start planning for, you know, meeting him and making contact with him. Okay, okay. And Stephen, can I ask this question of it? I mean, age, do you think that age make it, any much or any more easier or more difficult, um, you know, being a new dad uh, for the first time, or is it something that's irrelevant? Well, Kyra, uh, I have had a lot of uh, different aspects of problems in my life, right? On the age uh, for a. Uh, Wanting and wanting a family and eventually getting it and losing it, 
is uh, very, very hard to come to terms with. But as far as age is concerned, no. It's it, the same feeling, I think. Uh, you're mature with it. Uh, you're mature with it. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I, I think... Uh, for it going wrong, the age just maybe helped me for the maturity more how to deal with it. I feel sorry for a young parent that's uh, getting periantral alienated, but uh, as my own aspect, yes, the uh, the age has helped me. And I've enjoyed the children and I've really, uh, really wanted to enjoy them. Okay, okay. And I suppose, you know, I'm thinking that sometimes maybe for a younger dad, a very young dad, maybe in their late teens or early 20s, you know, um, you know if, well, when, whenever you think about being a dad, um, that's, unless they have the support around them and that, that it could be very, very difficult. Um, but yet, what I call it, I hear what you're saying completely, Stephen. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. So it doesn't. Um, oh. It doesn't matter. Um, so one of you has touched on the, the changing of nappies and things like that. Because that's a big part of it, isn't it? Um, the sleepless nights, the changing of the nappies, the feeding of the baby, maybe supporting mum if she's breastfeeding, um, keeping an eye on mum in case postnatal depression, uh, you know, uh, sets in and things like that there, and being supportive of mum as well at the same time. But whenever it comes to those responsibilities, who is it that kind of takes on the main responsibility? Is it dad or is it mum? Which is it? Alan, what's your thoughts? Uh, well, I think both parents should be looking after themselves and supporting each other. You know, it's a tricky one to actually answer, uh, especially if you're talking mental health and sorting new routines out. Mm -hmm. uh, Do dads, I mean, you know, is that something maybe that dads should you know that that should be part of the relationship you know the the partnership working um with you know the the, the two parents mom and dad you know is that part of the preparation for maybe having the child and then afterwards things that maybe you just need to be discussing and talking about yeah it would be things that would need to be discussing you know sort of uh, roles and responsibilities and making sure that you, you know that it works in with uh, you get your the right work work life balance set out, uh, working in with your work regime, supporting you know the, you know your the your, your, uh, the mother you know you've got to be sort of working as one I guess you know, with nappy and bedtime routines and you know all of the. The additional responsibilities that come with being a parent can be quite difficult to sort of, you know, work your way through those things sometimes. So it, it, it can be tricky, can't it? Yeah. Um, especially if it's the first baby, if it's the first child. And, and I suppose, um, I suppose each, each and every one of you's got the manual before the baby came along about how to, how, how to follow the child. Yeah. Um, every one of you's read up on it. Um, so you knew exactly what to do whenever the wee one woke up and whenever nappies needed changed and things like that. Um, I must have read that manual many a time. It's very <laughs> different when it comes along. Um, is it, Kevin? Right. It is, yes, yes. I mean, both Stephen and Al made good points there. It's um, being older helps. 
a bit more ready for it, a bit more stable. Uh, you get things in order. So, and, so, so be more mature about things, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, maybe it's an elephant in the room. When we're young, we want to have fun. So, uh, being a parent takes a lot of energy, takes a lot of time. And as Alan says, it's a it's a 50-50 thing, but um, sometimes mum has a hard time in the birth. So dad has to do a bit more. That might take a while. So, you know, it does need discussion, like Alan says. And the manual's good, but uh, when you're lacking sleep and baby does not want to feed and it's... Um, or rather had a very successful feed and you're dealing with the aftermath. That's, uh, that's interesting. <laughs> it is, it is, you know, and I think, I mean, these are all things that it's wonderful whenever you get um, a group of mums together because mums will talk about these things without hesitation and you can hear the passion and the enthusiasm and the love that's there. But I also think that you can hear that also whenever you get a group of dads like yourselves together Um because all of those emotions and feelings are there as well, so they are. And it's just about giving you that opportunity to tell people that that's exactly how it is for you. Um, and that it's very, very, very important for you to be involved. Um, I suppose what I'm thinking about here as well is, you know, that manual, not everybody gets the manual. So what else do people rely on? What else do dads rely on that's going to get them through that? whole process and you know they're bringing up they're bringing up of a newborn baby um, and I guess what I'm thinking about here is do dads rely on their own childhood experiences do you think for guidance the way that you were brought up yourself maybe the way that your dad um, parented, parented you uh, and the role model that he was does that have anything to do does that come into play whenever um, you're a new parent Morris? Uh, not necessarily. Um, I think we're living in different times now than maybe we were 30, 40, 50 years ago. I, I think men are more hands-on these days. Um, you certainly, I think, see more men pushing prams and just taking the time to be involved with children, perhaps more than you, you would have some time ago. So I uh, um, I, I would say it doesn't necessarily equate to your own childhood experiences. Although having said that, um, certainly they will, to some extent, influence your approach. But it is really the sort of kind of undertaking that you really have to learn as you go. There is no complete preparation. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I suppose, I mean, the responsibilities then, whenever there's no preparation, I mean, you, dads have responsibilities then, because being a dad, that's a lifelong responsibility that you have. Um, but is that role and responsibility whenever the baby comes along and you're together with mom and the baby, are those roles and responsibilities clear? Oliver? I wouldn't have thought so, no. Definitely not. That's whenever you're starting out at the start, that's you kind of you, you stumble on your way across the path, as it were. Yeah. And you're you're trying to make a path of your own. Okay. Uh, you can you can look to other people for advice, but nobody can tell you what to do with your own family. 
And I suppose, yeah, I mean, and it's it's good to hear it's good to hear you saying that, Oliver, because I'm thinking like for a new dad, no, um, and the baby, and they're expecting uh, a new baby, um, and he's probably thinking, I wonder what my role is going to be. Is it going to change? What sort of responsibilities am I going to take on? Uh, because as more as saying today, I mean, dads are more hands-on and they're more involved now and they want to be part of it and you only have to as Maura said go out and take a, a walk in the park and you'll see dads pushing prams you know so I think the water call it that that whole responsibility and the whole role of being a dad that's a big thing for dads isn't it Stephen Yes, yes, very, very much so. But I think Oliver got it right there. You, you just you have to find your own way, and uh, everybody's different in the aspect of it. I know myself that I, I spend a bit of time in the mornings taking them to the nursery, putting the nappies on, and whatnot. And uh, I learned the hard road, but uh, looking back, it was totally invaluable taking taking that time. Uh, you know, from work and putting myself under a wee bit of pressure to get that because you, you can never get those moments back. And work's a really important part of this as well, isn't it, Stephen, being a dad? Um, because for mum and dad, it's really about them trying to balance all of those work and life experiences in order well, to, to be the parent. So, so the whole work part of it, is really, really important as well. Very, very, very much so. And uh, what I have got out of being a father, uh, seeing the childbirth and seeing the different aspects that the mother has to go through, give me so much respect for a mother. And I I think that uh, once you see all that and the different aspects of uh, of what the, the, the woman, the mother has to go through, I think it's only right that the man should work in all aspects to help the mother in every way with her and listen to what her needs is more than his own. Okay. So you're talking about you're talking about supporting mom. Oh, very, very much so, very yes. much so. Uh-huh. Um, and you're talking about supporting mom, not just financially, but emotionally as well. Uh, as as much as you possibly can and afford every road. Okay, okay. Um, and I think that that's very important as well, so it is, that you're supporting mum, but it's also important, going back to what you'd said as well, Stephen, that it's, it's not about forgetting yourself either, because remember, it's a shared role, um, and you also have to be supported, because this is something new for you too. Very much so, very much so. Very much yeah, okay. Um, I and I guess, I mean, this is leading me into the sort of whole arena of, what about your jobs? What about your careers and that? Um, that having a baby, that having starting a family, did that impact on who was going to work or your work that you were actually involved in and taking time off work? Or maybe you were going to become a stay-at-home dad and mum was going to go out to work. What were the plans then? Um, were, were these conversations that both you and your partner had or, or were, were these conversations that didn't come up? Oliver? For us, we did discuss it. Mum was going to be a stay-at-home mum. I was going to be a full, full... I was doing a job as a full-time postman. 
but things didn't work out as we planned. And further down the line, mum took very ill. Right. We took a very bad mental kind of breakdown and we separated. And my role totally changed then. I was full-time father and I had to go part-time. And at the very, very start, it's a major adjustment to try and change from... I was working on a post office maybe 15 years, solid full-time work. They all of a sudden just jumping straight down the part-time. Okay, um, okay. 20 hours, 20 hours a week. But you see now, Kihar, I wouldn't change it for the world. The okay. amount, of, amount of memories that I've had built up now with my wings is absolutely fantastic. Yes, and I can hear that. I can hear that, Oliver. I can hear that coming through, so I can. Um, but I'm sure whenever that happened to you, and without going into any detail or anything, I mean, you obviously got a bit of support there to make, that, that allowed you to make that transition, Oliver. At the start, Kehar had to find my own way. I'll right. be honest, but at the very start, I kind of, I was going on the bad place mentally myself too. And I said, no, we need to do something and I need to do something for myself. And when I started that, I started that process and got a bit of help for myself. The way became a lot clearer, I'll put it that way. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to come back to talking a little bit about that later on, so I am. Um, but I'm glad that you brought that up, Oliver, because I think that that is really important as well. And that's all to do with the self-care side of being a dad and looking after yourself. Because while you're supporting your partner, um, which is very, very clear here, I think that it's also important that you don't overlook you as well because you're just as important. Alan, can I ask you possibly the same question whenever we're talking about career, careers and employment? Um, and it's just about thinking that whenever you're, you know, you're with your partner, how do you both work around that with a new child as a couple? I mean, it's, it's something that I think that dads need to be thinking about because it's going to have a big influence on, on, uh, on their, their employment and their careers. And I know lots of men as dads still hold a great deal of importance on their job. But how do, how, how do you work around that as a couple? Great difficulty. I, I think for myself, you know, I work in IT and my ex-partner, she, she had worked in a caring profession. So immediately you've got sort of different different mindsets as such but you know we always had everything covered but part of that problem was I guess we pushed ourselves too 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 far you know she wanted to re-educate I had a work regime in place where I was doing on-call working late hours and then you add into the mix of you know what she had a teenage son and then you've got a small child to bring up you know both of us had I guess aspirations and dreams of what you know, the direction where we're heading in. But I guess somewhere along the line, we sort of pulled apart with, you know, different, pulling in different directions. So it's difficult. It's, it's difficult. difficult. Yeah. You know, you, it comes down to, you know, getting quality time yeah. with your family, you know, with all sides of your family, not just my, you know, the mother's side of the family, but my side of the family. And there's an awful lot, you know, it's wheels within wheels and you can put, you can put yourself and your partner under an awful lot of st stress and pressures to try and make sure everybody's needs are met. Okay, okay. And I suppose, I mean, it is, it's about trying to find that balance. So it is. Um, 
And talking, I suppose, talking and communication, it's, it's something that I often try to encourage people to do because I think that that is the way forward to what it is. Um, but I think whenever it, it, whenever it is difficult and maybe couples are pulling against one another, um, you just don't see it. You just don't see how important that is at the time. Um, but I guess communication is really important whenever it comes to trying to work around um, things as a couple. I guess that for me that that's, um, that's key to be discussing with yourselves as dads. Um, because again, I'm going back just to use being dads and how important your careers and your roles are um, and your employment. Um, and that maybe for some dads, I mean, that's actually part of who they are. Morris, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I guess to an extent, I have no real thoughts on it. It's not a discussion that I was ever able to have, really. Um, but I would imagine that the decision almost ultimately comes down to finances and who's in the better paid job. You can afford to maybe even give up work or reduce their hours as such, you know. Okay. Okay. So it's about having that discussion then? Yeah. Did each and every one of you have that discussion? Alan, I know that you did. Um, you, you had said that. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I agree with, with Morris, you know, it does come down, come down to, you know, down to money at the extent, but Ultimately, and I've even brought this up in, in my work, but time is as important a resource as anything. You know, spending time with your partner, your your child. You know, it's 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 hard to get that balance right. So, has all of this experience then, all of the things that we've been talking about right up until now, until we've uh, touched on employment and careers, would you say that that's had a positive impact? on all of these. Kevin. Yes. As, as a dad. Yes. As yeah. a dad. Yeah. Um, one of the things that it did was it focused my mind in what's important. Um, I think before being a dad, I had aspirations and I knew what I wanted more or less, but when baby came along, it became more important to focus on family unit. Um, we communicate, we say what we want, but work becomes a means to an end. Uh, whereas before, maybe that was the measure of success or happiness. Um, I think about what some of the guys have said there. Having a, uh, a company that I work for that was able to work with me to give me some flexible hours was really important. Um, communication with my ex and my work was very important. Without that, I don't think it would have been possible. Um, and I would also say that uh, we have a tendency, well, my experience was to fall into traditional tropes. Um, man's the breadwinner. Mum is the caretaker, and I didn't like that personally, because to me it was, and I think a lot of the dads on the call are the same, it's we want to be a part of this child's life or children's lives, 
and sometimes it's hard to get that across or there is unspoken expectations so yeah i would say that it's been a great experience because i got to see where i stood what i actually feel means more to me and a large part of that is the fact that being a dad is great even when it's challenging yeah and i think that that's something that everybody um would agree on i mean it is it's great it's it's one of the best things that can happen to any man, I think, um, being a dad um, and then being involved as, as a father um, and being actively involved at the same time. I suppose thinking about the, the impact of being a dad then um, for yourselves, what about physically? What about emotionally? What about your social circles? Was there an impact there? Don't like any thoughts on that? There are massive, massive changes. It's a massive point in your life where you're in a lot of respects come second to looking after somebody else. So your emotions really kick in in terms of thinking about what they need and what's best for them. Um, in terms of socially, yeah, you tend to start orientating towards other people who are having kids uh-huh. and who are starting to get interested in the same things that you are. So um, I know that some of my friends have had kids ever since, and we have to stop ourselves sometimes because all we want to do is talk about our kids to each other. Because okay. that's the thing that's really um, happening that we can share in our lives. And for some of our single friends, it can be really irritating because they're like, well, you know, what, what about this? What about that? And like, well, that's not happening to us. We have kids and we're, we're focused on, on spending time with them. As well. So, I mean, it, it, it massively changes. Um, I think I've always been a mature person, but that maturity changes as well um, because you have to, again, think about, you know, another person. But it's not just about what you think. Um, it's also what mum thinks, and it's also as your child gets older, what they think as well. Um, so it, it's a massive challenge, and a, to to expect that you go through something like this and not change, you'd probably find it incredibly difficult. Well, would anybody say that? I mean, that there was a bigger change than what uh, Dominic's talking about. Something much bigger than that, or would you all agree with that? I would agree. I mean, you you see where you stand and there's a little child that's going to not care about what you think. They're just going to be there. And uh, Uh your support for mum and mum's support for you, well, it helps. Um, You see what's important. I don't know about the other dads, but I just remember thinking my hands are way too big for this baby to be anywhere near me. (laughs) And... um, it's one of those things probably most dads kind of get and you can't talk to anyone about that except maybe other dads. Yeah, they're the only people that can relate and get what you're saying, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it doesn't matter what age you're involved in their lives. It's just, it's always the protectiveness, the physicality of it. It's very different. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Morris, have you any thoughts on that? 
um, thoughts on its impact on you? Um, you know, uh, I mean, the, the, the changes were seismic. Um, nothing and no one will ever prepare you for it. And there's this tendency before the baby arrives to think, you know, you can handle it or you'll know, but you don't. Um, and you, you almost don't even realise the changes are happening. You just have to adapt your life so much that it just happens. You don't even notice it. But socially, um, you, you may become less social. You just have new responsibilities and important priorities. Um, so, um, how do you, so, so how do you become less social then, Morris? What, you, what you're saying is... Well, it's not, it's not intentional. Your, your time and attention is just taken up on your child. You know, I'm not saying you, you cut yourself off completely, but you certainly have a lot less time for yourself, a lot less, particularly in those uh, early years. Um, and that's just the way it is. Well, I suppose I mean, that, that kind of leads me um, to one of my final points, and, and, that, and that is... When do you find time to take a wee bit of time out for yourselves then? When do you take a little bit of time to think about me as being important as well and, and for me to be the best version of myself with my child and my partner? Um, this is what I do. When do you find that time then? And how do you find that time? That one. <laughs> When you put the child to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are there other are there other times as well, Alan? Oh, oh weekends, family times, uh, yeah, times where you spend a bit of time, you know, where you're out by yourself going for a walk, time, you know, when you're contemplating on things, uh -huh. time to reflect and get your thoughts together. But do you have to plan those things, uh, you know, as a couple? I mean, is, is that something that you both, again, communicate about and say, you know what, Friday night's my night. Um, Saturday night's date night. We, we all sit together, right? All three of us, the baby, the child, um, and the two of us. But Friday night, I go out on Friday night with the boys. This is my time out because it's my headspace. Or is it that it's just an unspoken, it's an unspoken thing between the two of you where... On a certain evening, you do your thing, and on another evening, you do your thing. I don't know, and I, but I suppose that's what I'm asking. Is but it important? It's sort of the, the important thing whenever whenever I was together with my partner. You know, it was treat nights were on a Friday, so the family would get, get takeaways, sit down, watch movies, you know, chill chill out after a week of work, and it's just a, a time to relax and get ready for the weekend. Yeah. Okay, okay, um, Stephen. What about yourself? Was, was time out something that was important? Time out was very, very important. Uh, uh, what I call it, I uh, would have time out with the children was always set on a Sunday. We always went, it was, all, it was a must. A Sunday afternoon was a must. Uh, there was no restrictions I, on put on either party to go out socially if they wanted to go out. I, I, I think, in my opinion, uh, what it called, as long as there wasn't too much alcohol involved, because it can be dangerous with a young family. But uh, I think it's important. And uh, 
just uh, you know that there's no rules and regulations. People can sort of uh, make room for the other person if she wants to go out or the man wants to go out to get out for because I think it's so important for mental health because it, it relates back into the into the relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, Oliver, what about yourself? Well, for me, it's changed totally now because I'm a full-time father. So okay. finding time for myself is basically now when they're at school. Well, this is, a, I mean, I think this is something that, I mean, we alluded to earlier on in the conversation, Oliver, that I said we would come back to you. And, oh, and, yeah. and that's whenever I was saying about you, whenever you referred to the whole transition from full-time um, work to part-time because of your situation with your relationship and that. So for you now, you're saying that your time out is when? It's during school time. But they, I still make time for the children still. Like Alan said there, Friday nights, they're treat nights still, no matter what. And they not get to you... pick what they eat. They get to pick what for them. But during the day now, whenever I'm off a day, that's my time. I get to do whatever I want. I can go wee run. I do a bit of gardening, things I get, just to clear my head. Just... Okay, and, and that's you being a resident dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oliver, that's it. Uh-huh. Um, and for other dads that are resident dads or dads that are going through separation as well, Oliver, um, and I think it's important to bring that up so it is because I know many of, uh, many of you that are here chatting with me, I know that that's what your circumstances today are. Um, but for many of them, would you advise that they do take time for themselves, that they make oh, time? About a time for yourself for definite. You definitely need to take a bit of time out because if you let the pressures build up and build up, it does get stressful and happy and you've nowhere to vent. Okay. Is that something that um, resonates with everybody here? That self-care, Dominic? It really is, Cahar, and it's something, you know, my circumstances from Oliver is different in that I'm a non-resident dad, but the point is still the same because for a long time, um, I spent every day if I wasn't with my son I was thinking about him and I was also thinking about things I needed to do to, to go to court and to communicate with his mum and all those different things so I actually wasn't making any time for myself I was constantly focused on that and it, maybe took, it took actually until you know what happened to the COVID pandemic to really realise I think for lots of people that we needed to spend more time focused on ourselves and that that focus on yourself wasn't you being selfish or you doing something wrong that was you rejuvenating yourself so that when you did come back to focus on other people you were fresh and ready to do that um for me it's always been about exercise um you're asking a question earlier about when do you find the time to to do these things when i close the door behind in the gym and i'm running on a treadmill or i'm doing something like that i'm all I'm thinking about is that specific task because it's hard um, and it feels really good afterwards because then you do feel refreshed and rejuvenated and your emotion, like your mental health is in a much better place and you might have a better perspective on something that beforehand you might not have. Um, so it's really, really beneficial to have a, a healthy perspective on what's happening in your circumstances. If you're a resident dad, if you're a non-resident dad, if you're with your partner or not um having play a place and an activity to do that's your own that gives you satisfaction that you know you can take pride in doing 
but the, that's just yours and it, it benefits everybody, not just yourself, but your children and everybody else involved. Okay. Um, and Kevin, I know what to call it, that self-care is important to you as well, um, as it is for Morris, Alan, Oliver and Stephen. Um, is it something that is that you consciously think about um, and that you're aware of um, on a day-to-day basis? 100%. Um, it's very similar to what Dominic said. For me, it was a walk. It was looking to get to the gym. It was some form of exercise. Now, might not look like I do a lot of exercise, but that mental escape was invaluable. You feel refreshed, energized. And um, the same was said for my ex when we were together. Um, me taking baby out in the prom, giving mum an hour break, to when my eldest was old enough, taking him to the soft play for hour and a half, two hours, again for the break. The... Mm-hmm ability i was fortunate my workplace allowed me to take like a two-hour lunch where i could help with baby and mom got to be mom again or i mean you touched on it as well communication we actually did have a point where we says look we need time for each other you go be you with your friends for a bit on this night i'll be with my family friends on that night if that didn't happen and we didn't have extended family helping, it would have been a lot tougher a lot sooner, is the way I would put it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, parenthood, it's not easy. Uh, you know, it's not. Um, and it doesn't, mo- it doesn't matter whether you're a mum or a dad. I think that both mums and dads need support if it's family or friends or from somewhere or somebody in the community. But it's not an easy job. It's, it's hard, you know, and I think it's okay at times to say that it is hard. Um, but it is also important recognizing that and being aware that sometimes you won't always have the answers to things. And that's why that time out is important, whether it's in the gym or whether it's walking or whether it's sitting having a cup of coffee with uh, a friend or a family member. It's always important to look after yourself. I suppose just to finish off our conversation and our talk, dads, what I would like to ask you is this. If you were given one piece of advice um, to, to, to tomorrow's dad, what would you say to him? Can I go around and ask each of you? Yeah? Oliver. Hey, personally, I would say just enjoy it. That's, I do, 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 just jump straight on me, both feet, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Good. And it's a most rewarding feeling that you get whenever someone goes right to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks, Oliver. Dominic, one bit of advice that you give to tomorrow's dad, what would it be? Definitely linked to what Oliver said. It's, it's trying to be hard, too hard on yourself. It's, it's not going to go perfect, um, no matter what your circumstances are. Um, don't be too hard on yourself. There is no... Um, complete blueprint for looking after your particular child you're doing your best and so long as you can feel like you're doing your best that's all we could ask great thanks dominic Stephen. uh work with uh, responsibility and maturity with your partner and communication on in all aspects for the benefit of the children or child or whatever 
Okay, thank you, Stephen. Alan. Uh, one thing that pops to my mind is empathy. Empathy with your child, empathy with the mother of your child, and empathy with your general wider family network, you know, understanding, communicate, keep calm. That would be my advice. Okay, so if you don't have empathy, learn. Learn. learn yeah, learn to have empathy, um, mm-hmm. which is an important quality, of course. Morris, what about yourself? Embrace it fully uh, and look forward to it. Don't be scared of it. Don't be scared of the experience. And um, I would also say be prepared to change. As a person. In ways that you perhaps wouldn't even imagine. Okay. Okay. Finally, Kevin. Be prepared to give a lot. Don't lose yourself in the process. You don't need to do it on your own. And it will be so worthwhile. Well, folks, there you are. Okay, that's all of the dads. Um, that's their advice. Uh, I hope what I call it, you've enjoyed listening to them talking about being a dad, fatherhood, and being a dad, uh, and of course, celebrating an important role of being a dad. Thanks for listening. <laughs>